It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Over the past few weeks, as the Omicron variant has spread in the United States, it's been harder and harder to figure out how to test for COVID in this new era. The testing situation is definitely pretty bad. Basically, we have a perfect storm when it comes to testing in the U.S. You know, lines to go to PCR appointments. You can wait hours and hours and hours and then wait days and days and days to get results. So basically, those results are useless if you want to use them in order to go somewhere. And then the White House and test manufacturers just haven't been prepared for the amount of tests that we would need because of this new variant. So pharmacies are sold out or they've limited how many tests you can actually buy. And then there are opportunists and price gougers buying excess tests and selling them for much higher prices. And then there's the FDA, which has still been pretty slow at actually improving new rapid tests, which means we just don't have that many test manufacturers to rely on in the first place. So the situation is pretty dire. One of the most contentious questions is whether or not rapid tests work against Omicron. And the answer is they do work, sort of, and you have to really understand what a rapid test is and how it's different from a PCR test in order to make the best use of them. Add in the fact that we're still trying to figure out the science behind the Omicron variant, and you have a lot of very confused and frustrated folks. But Rico's Rebecca Heilweil has been talking to experts, and she's here to explain when and how we should be using tests to make our way through the Omicron world. Public health experts say the best test is the test you can get. And even though there are some concerns about rapid tests, especially with this new variant, rapid tests are still a vital tool for fighting the pandemic. Tell me more about those concerns with rapid tests in the Omicron variant. There was a recent study that compared nasal swab-based rapid tests with saliva-based PCR tests. And that's sort of inspired concerns about whether rapid tests or PCR tests are better at catching COVID-19. And there was also this FDA announcement last week that sort of gave a little warning that rapid tests may have reduced sensitivity when it comes to the new variant. Um, But it's worth keeping in mind that the FDA said that you should still keep using these tests, and test manufacturers have also said that they are confident in the ability of their tests. Got it. So just to be clear, do rapid tests detect Omicron or not? Yes, rapid tests can detect Omicron. And if you test positive on one of these tests, you should be confident that you have COVID-19. Got it. So let's take a step back and talk about how each test actually works. So let's start with the PCR tests, which are the gold standard for diagnosing COVID-19 cases. These are run on pretty complicated and sophisticated lab equipment that's designed to pick up even the tiniest genetic evidence of the virus. So this is really good if you want to know if you do, in fact, have COVID-19. It's worth keeping in mind that these tests are so sensitive that you can continue to test positives weeks after you've recovered from COVID and you're no longer contagious. That's a little different from the rapid tests that you might buy at your CVS. So rapid tests are very sensitive to the amount of virus that might be present in your nasal swab at any given time, as well as how far along you are in your bout with COVID-19. With rapid tests, because they are reflecting how much virus is in your system, you're very unlikely to get a false positive. And if you test positive, you can trust that result. The issue, though, that a lot of people are concerned about is that there are more false negatives produced by rapid tests than PCR tests. And why is a rapid test more likely to give you a false negative? Rapid tests are just less sensitive 
a PCR test would catch a lot of cases that rapid tests wouldn't necessarily catch. And this has not just been the case during this current variant. It's been the case throughout COVID-19. But there's another dynamic here where, you know, if you were getting tested at the beginning of the pandemic and you got COVID, it was the first time your body was exposed uh, to the coronavirus and you probably produced a lot of virus. But, you know, now a lot of people have been vaccinated or they've been previously infected, which means that it's possible they're producing a lower amount of virus in their systems, which means it's less likely that the rapid test would pick them up. So that's not a new variant problem. That's just the fact that, you know, it's a different population of people compared to the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, But there is a new challenge that seems to be emerging with this latest variant, which is that the early science seems to indicate that Omicron might show up earlier in the throat than previous strains. So remember, COVID-19 traditionally shows up in the lungs, and when you're breathing, it sends evidence of the virus through your nose where you breathe, which is why we take nasal samples. But one of the challenges now is that if the virus is showing up in a greater numbers in the throat first, it may take longer for the virus to actually end up in your nose, which is when a rapid test would detect it. I've heard of some people hacking the tests, swabbing their throats instead of their noses. Is that recommended? The FDA does not recommend that people swab their mouths and throats with tests that are designed to work with nasal samples. This can be dangerous. I see. So some people who have been vaccinated or previously had COVID, their body might not produce as much virus, so it might not be as easy to detect. And on top of that, Omicron is a little bit different because it is more present in the throat than the nose, which is where you take the rapid test. Is that right? That's what scientists say could be the case. But of course, we're still waiting for more conclusive studies, and this is an evolving situation. Well, if rapid tests aren't as good at detecting COVID compared to PCR tests, then why should we bother? So I think anyone who's taken a rapid test and taken a PCR test knows that rapid tests are so much easier to take. Say you've been sick for a few days and you want to know whether it's COVID-19. You go to a PCR test, you wait several hours, you get tested, and then it's several days until you get the result when you would find out, yes, you do have COVID. But if you take a rapid test, that rapid test could tell you in 15 minutes that you have COVID and you can adjust your entire life and, you know, do the right isolation practices and, and get started much earlier in that process. One of the experts I spoke to said, you know, rapid tests are the most feasible and available option right now, and we can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And another thing we should keep in mind is because rapid tests are so reflective of how much virus is in your system, they can also be helpful at indicating whether you're so contagious that you might actually spread COVID-19 to other people, which is what many are most worried about. Right. That detail seems really important. So this leads us back to how we test. The circumstances are less than ideal right now. Like you said, it's really hard to get an appointment for a PCR test. It's hard to find rapid tests in pharmacies. So what are we supposed to do? For now, the best test, again, is the test that you can get. Keep in mind that these test kits usually come with two rapid antigen tests. So if you're planning to go somewhere, maybe you're visiting vulnerable person uh, that you don't want to spread COVID-19 to, you should take your first rapid test about 24 to 36 hours before you're planning to go, and then another one immediately before you go. But if you only have one, you should take it right before you see people since it's sort of an at-the-moment indicator of how much virus is in your system. 
But it's worth keeping in mind that the scarcity may get a little less bad in the coming weeks. Uh, Test manufacturers have said that they've been ramping up their supply. The White House and these manufacturers also have a plan to produce and distribute 500 million free tests starting this month. And then there's the fact that people with private insurance will soon be able to get their rapid tests reimbursed, um, which will hopefully cut down on the cost of testing yourself. Um, And again, there are also free tests available. They're often given out by local clinics and government offices. um, And you should keep your eye out for those too. Until then, Rebecca, what can we do to protect ourselves and others this winter? So the best thing we can do is when you see a rapid test that's available, take it. Uh, These are really important to have on hand. And you should use these rapid tests when you're feeling sick and want to see whether you have COVID-19 or before you're maybe going to see someone who's vulnerable or see a lot of other people. And, you know, as these tests become more available, you know, we should hopefully start testing ourselves more and more often um, and really catch more and more cases and cut down on the spread. But there are still other things we can do to fight this pandemic. Of course, there's vaccination, booster shots, new and emerging treatments, and of course, high quality masks. And these can all help cut down on COVID-19 cases and hopefully bring an end to this a little sooner. It also just occurs to me that A year ago in this pandemic, when we had the big wave last winter, we did not have the option to go to a pharmacy and pick up a test and test at home. So it's such a valuable tool that's available to us. And even if it's not perfect, it's incredibly useful and important to get us through this stage of the pandemic. Rebecca, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Christian Ayala. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening. Thank you.